Well, all we need to know today, charter schools facing potential roadblock. We're going to learn how proposed regulations by the U.S. Department of Education can threaten charter schools and why parents should be concerned. And on the hotline, we got uh, Debbie Venny, Senior Vice President of Communications and Marketing at the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools. And how are we doing today there, Debbie? We are doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Ah, it's my pleasure. So uh, let's explain, I guess, what is a charter school? A charter school is a special kind of public school that sits outside of the school district. Um, meaning that um, whether or not you're zoned to a particular school, if you live in the surrounding geographic area, it's a public school that you can send your child to. They're always public, always free to attend, and never um, are there any admissions requirements like a test or an audition. Gotcha. So who attends charter schools? Charter schools are attended by about 3.6 million kids across the country. And about 70% of them are black uh, and or brown. And about 62% are students who come from low-income communities. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. From what I know about charter schools, uh, children that go to them excel. So I'm not quite sure why anybody would be against uh, charter schools. What do you think that? Well, I got to tell you, this is uh, what keeps me up at night a lot, scratching my head, because mm-hmm. they do excel, and they do an awesome job for a number of um, kids in communities with the highest needs. Um, I think it all comes down to power and control. Mm-hmm. Because these are autonomous public schools, they sit outside the jurisdiction of the school district, then they have freedom over their budget, over their textbooks, over the length of the school day, over you know, the cultural environment. And there are, you know, certain forces that don't like public schools that can have that kind of community-based control. Yeah. I I, I scratch my head, too. So these, uh, so what proposed regulations are are threatening the charter schools? Who's, Who's threatening it? Well, the U.S. Department of Education is actually um, causing some problems for charter schools that are trying to start up. So there's a pot of federal funding that is called the Charter Schools Program. And this funding is authorized by Congress. Um, It's $440 million, which might sound like a big number, but that's actually like less than 1% of the Department of Education's whole budget. Um, And these funds are there to help charter schools to start up, to grow, to replicate. And the U.S. Department of Education has come up with some proposed regulations that are just nutty and would essentially make it really difficult for charter schools to be able to access these funds. Um, I mean, I'm happy to give you an example or two if you'd like to know more about that. Sure. I'd I'd like to know more. Give me an example. Sure. Okay, so here's an example. Um, So I've explained this as startup funding, which means the school doesn't exist yet. Now, charter schools are the only public schools that have to actually finance and find their own school building. A lot of people don't know that. And one of the provisions under the proposed rules is that the charter school would actually have to secure a building 
buy a building or take out a loan or get a lease for a school building before they can even access startup funds. This is crazy because the purpose of the startup funds is to help them be able to get a building, among other things. And putting a burden like that just pretty much makes it like unattainable. Wow. Well, to me, it just seems like it's done on purpose because somebody doesn't like charter schools, to be honest with you. You know, it's hard to see it any other way. Yeah. It's hard to see this as anything other than an all-out assault on charter schools by the administration. Well, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I hate sometimes that these things uh, become political, and sometimes I've seen politicians do things for their own uh, benefit here. And um, I, I guess, like you say, when it comes down to it, it comes down to power. I, I got to ask this question just because I got to ask this question. Uh, charter schools, do they normally hire union or non-union people, or can they hire whoever they want? Charter schools can hire whoever they want. And about 10% of charter schools are unionized. It's an important thing to know. Right. So while there might be some people in teachers' unions that are attacking charter schools, we're not attacking teachers' unions. We're just trying to educate kids and do what's right for them. Um, charter schools have the autonomy and the flexibility to do whatever is right for kids. And so some of that flies in the face of what um, collective bargaining agreements might have in them. So, for example, you've got a kid who is struggling in, say, math or reading, and they need more instructional time, a collective bargaining agreement might make that impossible to do. So they might say, oh, well, maybe the kid's three years behind in math or reading, but can't get more than 40 minutes of instructional time or 45 minutes a day, period. Whereas a charter school can say, well, you know what, maybe we want to give them a double block to help get them caught up. Mm -hmm. Or the, you know, know, things like that. Right. So, uh... This, uh, besides the the rule about buying a, or securing a school building, uh, there are other rules that are going to impact charter schools? Absolutely. Let me tell you about another one. Mm-hmm. There is this uh, thing called the community impact analysis, which basically says that the charter the prospective or growing charter school has to spend tremendous resources and time to do an analysis of how this proposed or growing charter school might impact the school district, Um, specifically looking at enrollment. Now, here's something that we know. We know that 1.4 million students left their district charter schools last year. So enrollment is down in district public schools in every state in the United States. And so if we have to comply with um, some sort of notion that we could only open a charter school where there's uh, oversubscribed district schools, that's an impossible bar to meet. We will never be able to meet that because people are fleeing their district schools. Well, that that is true. I got to tell you, Debbie, you um, you're incredible. I'll tell you why. There's so much passion in your voice that anybody listening right now, and I can sense um, you being upset in your voice too. And I, I guess because you're you're fighting for children. Is is that the case? Why you sound this way? That's exactly the case. Uh, I got to tell you, education definitely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I am a first-generation college student on my mom's side of the family, and, you know, we came from very modest 
um, and humble roots and beginnings. And it is because of a high-quality education that I am able to be where I am and do the things that I do. And I want every child, no matter where they are, if it's a rural community, if it's a low-end community, if it's an urban community, whatever it is, they deserve the same chance at life that I had. And I'm very passionate about it. And, and uh, I appreciate your passion. And what most of us should know from what I've read and what I can tell and what the discussions I do on radio uh, the success rate of these charter schools compared to public schools, you can't even compare, right, Debbie? In, 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 in some, yeah, in some cities, in some, some, in some settings, from what I can tell, that the charter schools. That's exactly are, yeah, right. right. So there definitely are some high-performing um, district public schools. I don't want to suggest that that's not true, but when you look at the places where we have the greatest struggles academically, where we have the highest concentrations of students who have not been served well, they are served exceptionally well by charter schools. And our, so, and, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you also, are charter schools are smaller, so it just seems like they're easier to manage and easier to identify a child that may be having problems or may be struggling or may need more help. And, and that's, that's my view on it. I'm, I'm probably just as upset as you are because if they're being threatened, well, then that means you're going to be hurting the education of uh, millions of children across the country, right? That is exactly right. I think the hard thing, hardest thing for us is knowing that these are kids that don't have another option. So there are a lot of kids whose parents could afford to move to a different neighborhood or put them in a private school or something like that. These kids don't have another option. They have to go to a, a public school and they need a good one. Charter schools are that, and it's just heartbreaking to think about how these proposed rules would cut off access for the very kids who need it most. Yeah, and what what can people do? I mean, yeah, I, uh, before we send them over to get more information, what can they do? I'm sure they're fired up because you fired me up, and uh, you're fired up, and <laughs> I guess uh, what can they do? Well, there's, there's two really important things. Number one, you can let the Department of Education know how you feel. Although the official comment period for these regulations has closed, I would encourage people to get on Twitter. They check that account. Go get on Twitter and tag the U.S. Department of Education and let them know how you feel about this. Another important thing to do would be to um, contact your member of Congress because Congress has the ability to weigh in with the Department of Education in a substantial way. So let, let your congressional representatives know that you want them to contact the Department of Education and tell them to back off and stop this craziness. Um, another thing, if you would like to become an advocate um, and work with the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools, you can find information to do that on publiccharters.org. Yeah, because i, I got to be honest with you, it would be a real shame if uh, anything happens to charter schools, and if there's less of them, like I said, it affects the uh, the education of millions of people. Debbie Venny, Senior Vice President of Communications and Marketing at the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools. You are awesome and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much. I think you're pretty awesome, too, and I appreciate you letting me come on today. Oh, anytime. It's my pleasure.